Hey, what's going on, everybody? Today's show is brought to you by our dear friends over at Photo IQ. You may remember Gus from when I had him on the episode, or if you've been lucky enough to see him at the uh, Friday Night Happy Hours. But he has put together the most extensive photography online class of its kind. It's going to take you basically up to the collegiate level in terms of photography skills. Any, any type of photography you can imagine he's going to offer a lesson for. This is coming from a man who has been doing this professionally for years. He's traveled the world using this skill to build a really nice life for himself. He believes so strongly in these skills that he wants to share it with all of you guys. And you know what kind of fan I am of building your human capital. So go check out the courses he has to offer. You've got nothing to lose. He's offering a full money-back guarantee if on the off chance you're not 100% satisfied with the products he's offering but he knows how to do this he knows how to um, teach online courses he's a product of homeschooling so this is just the perfect match not only is he really good at what he does but he's really good at the medium in which he does it so check out what he's offering at photoiq.co use my promo code fiction so he knows i sent you and you'll get 20 percent off your order you can order any classes that you want you don't have to take them on any schedule but your own you could do it at your own leisure and this is a skill i mean let's face it digital photography you're going to need it in one way shape or form regardless of what sort of business venture you get into so go to photoiq.co use my promo code fiction and you'll get 20 20% off your entire order. All right, let's start the show. Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Hello, hello. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Peddling Fiction. I, of course, am your host, the one and only voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. Hope everyone's doing well today. It is Tuesday night, and it's getting kind of late, so I'm going to power through this. These uh, Man, this week has already been kicking my ass, but I, I don't think I'm going to have time tomorrow to really do an episode and I, I I don't like to put them out late in the week. So I, I keep trying to get one done on Monday or Tuesday. And um, for one reason or another, something comes up and then it gets pushed to Wednesday. And then I feel like, well, you know, maybe Friday's a little too soon for an episode after Wednesday. So I try to do it. You know, I'll do them on Saturday, but then it's like, well, Monday's too soon. I don't know how much time you guys need in between episodes to to, um, to get caught up. I know you guys have other podcasts you listen to. We're all kind of busy. So I don't know. Maybe uh, hit me up on Twitter with some schedule suggestions, at Pedal Fiction, or maybe discuss it amongst yourselves in the private Facebook group. But I have been very bad. We pushed our clocks forward, what was it, uh, two Sundays ago now? Yeah, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before. We finally caught up to uh, the Central Standard Time, basically. So that's the, the time zone I'm at now. But everything is just so much later in the day now. It's like the, the sun sets at 8.15 here, and it's basically not over until almost 9. So I, I've had to, I, I have to do a better job of adjusting my schedule now because I, I do have a good chunk of time before sunset to get some work done. And it just kind of depends on what's going on here. If, if I have the, the um, quietness that I actually need to record because, you know, it distracts the hell out of me and I'm sure it's not fun to listen to, but there's always something going on in this complex and it, it might just be a matter of me having to go to another unit to get something done like when I recorded with uh, Blue Star Union 
I don't know, that's kind of a fucking hassle to move all of my equipment to the other side of the building and just to record an episode uh, on a regular schedule. But anyway, uh, there's a lot I want to talk about today, and I I don't know how long it's going to take me to get through it. I don't want to go too long because it is getting kind of late and I am getting kind of tired. So I think what I'm uh, I'm probably going to end up doing is is record right now and then Wednesday morning I'll I'll clean up the audio and everything and drop the episode. I, I just don't think there's a point to putting out an episode at, at fucking midnight on a Tuesday as opposed to Wednesday morning at like you know 9 or 10 a.m. or something like that. So that is my plan, and I guess what I'll start with is just this whole this whole situation in Minnesota that has really spun out of control. We're on our third night of riots. Yes, I use the word riots because that's what these fucking are. Um, I, I don't have to worry about resigning as the police chief did because he was um, because he called them riots or something like that. I I, I noticed that. He was taking some flack from the corporate press for calling these uh, mostly peaceful protests or protests turn violent, um, calling them riots. But they're they're fucking riots. I, OK, what are we doing here? Why are we condoning this kind of behavior? I just don't have any more fucking pay. Oh, I never had patience for this, but I, I'm really at my fucking wits end for this. It really seems like these rioters are just waiting for any excuse to like get a new fucking pair of shoes or a big screen TV, get the late, you know, the latest fucking version of something. They got they got to update their wardrobe. So they're just sitting around waiting for you know some cop to kill some black dude and then boom, it's open season. We just get to fucking riot and loot until we see fit. And they're doing protests all over the place. I know they were they were holding one in Chicago. I don't know how that turned out, but I was getting all sorts of uh, messages and emails that they were there was one scheduled for this afternoon or tonight or something like that. Look, there there's just so many fucking problems with the way we police in this country. Just the, this whole idea of a government monopoly on it. You know, I've talked about this before, but you know, just throwing a fucking temper tantrum like a two year old and destroying a bunch of shit destroying a bunch of people's like private property that had nothing to do with this is not going to yield the results that you're looking for. I- I'm sorry. I-, I-, I know you guys are fucking frustrated, but what's the end game here? What's the goal? Are you guys actually thinking about anything? Or is it just like it seems like, oh, this is just a fucking opportunity for us to go fucking steal a bunch of shit without any repercussions? Now, look, I watched the uh, body cam footage of what happened. And I've heard, you know, I've heard conflicting reports as to why this guy, what was it, Dante Wright, was was actually pulled over. I've heard it was expired tags. Uh, he had an outstanding warrant for a gun, um, you know, a weapons charge, a weapons violation. My guess is it's a combination of, you know, they, they saw the expired tags, they ran the fucking plate, they see the warrant, and then they, you know, and then they go after him. It seemed... Pretty obvious to me that this um that this this police officer just made a, like a fucking idiotic inexcusable mistake. I don't know how much training she's had, how much how many years on the job. I don't know how you can confuse a taser with a handgun. I mean anybody that's that's held a fucking handgun. You know I haven't held one of these tasers before, but I know you can actually see one of the other cops tasers in the video and it's bright fucking yellow. It's bright fucking yellow. I I can't imagine it weighs the same as a handgun. Um I I just can't and I get like okay there's like heat of the moment, you know, things are kind of crazy, but my god, I mean how do you not tell the difference? You have them in different holsters. They're completely different colors. They're different weights. I can't imagine being that dumb and making that mistake. But this lady clearly thought that that she was going to tase this guy. I, I can't imagine she was just doing it as like an excuse. like Because she yelled like, taser, taser. I'm going to tase you. Taser, 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 taser. And then she shoots him. And then she's like, oh shit, I just shot him. Here's the thing, right? When it comes to policing... We are asking cops to do way too much, way too much. But this is a direct result of the the government monopoly on this and the fact that we have all of these ridiculous laws on the books. I mean, not only are they supposed to protect and serve, like 
as if they actually do that. But think of all the, the chicken shit laws that they're supposed to enforce, in addition to dealing with like violent criminals and things like that. You got to deal with violent criminals. You got to deal with drug addicts. You got to deal with just everyday people that are just trying to live their lives. And when I say have to, you know, they don't have to enforce all these laws. They choose to. So I'm not giving them any sort of a fucking pass, like at all. I, I hate cops, believe me. But I, I, I can recognize that it's a difficult job. That being said, the nature of the job, the, the nature of the situation that we've created for that job by having them just being this enforcement wing for the state to enforce all of their rules and regulations and laws on us and to generate revenue for all of these um, local municipalities. The nature of that job, just sort of bullying people around, attracts a certain type of person. And the fact that they are accountable to nobody, there is no free market force in this. The, the, the fact that um, we, we have to pay our taxes at gunpoint or these guys will come throw us in a cage or kill us, you never know. We have no say. It's not like we can uh, pull our funding. It's not like we can direct, uh, you know, um, we, we can put our money towards the things that we want the cops to be doing. No, no. They they steal from us. They, they, they take money from us in perpetuity. We have no choice. And then they get to do whatever the hell they want. Their funding comes from force. This whole thing is based on force. So, of course, they're going to be forcing you to do all kinds of crazy shit and bossing you around. And that attracts a certain type of person. And what maybe had started out as a good idea, hey, you know, we'll have this police force. They'll go around making sure criminals aren't doing, you know, bad things to everyday people. They'll make sure your shop doesn't get broken into. They'll make sure, you know, you don't get murdered or you don't get mugged, things like that. Well, all of a sudden, it's more of them doing all of those things to us. <laughs> like they mug us, they kill us, they rob us, but, you know, they, they bully us around. They shake us down for fucking money. I mean, think of think of what it would be like. Like, how many times do you think you would get mugged or robbed by, like, a roving gang, a roving gang of thugs in your lifetime? I mean, if we did not, let's say we did not have police and we go back to, like, the wild, wild west, right? Well, even though they had police back then. But let, let, let's just say we had complete anarchy, right? There was no um, no centralized police force or anything like that. How many times do you think you would get mugged or robbed or, or just beaten and, and attacked by a group of thugs? Because what we have right now, uh, it's guar you're guaranteed to be robbed by them. You're robbed every year to pay for their salaries, first of all. And then you'll get, you're, you're guaranteed at least a few times in your lifetime to get some sort of chicken shit ticket for uh, not coming to a complete stop at a stop sign or at a complete stop before you turn right on a red I had one of those caught on camera, by the way, not even by a fucking cop, uh, jaywalking, whatever, you name it. They're going to get you for it. I, I can't imagine life without them being as bad, like the amount of money and, and people just uh, killed or had their lives ruined by these guys thrown in a cage for something, so for some nonviolent crime where there was no um, there was no victim or anything like that. I, I can't imagine it being worse uh, without the police than it is with the police. But anyway, so what, what this basically en ends up being, the, the nature of this and the, the type of people it attracts and the type of protections that we've given them, I don't know, how would you describe them? Like, they're, they're gang, they're like pirates or something. They just fucking prowl around on the streets looking for people to shake down. That's their fucking job. And there's so many different laws on the books that they they have to like fucking well they don't have to they they choose to these fucking jobs but it's like we're asking them to police too many things in my opinion um none of these fucking laws should exist to begin with um expired tags like what the do tags what the fuck is that what is the point of that like why every year do you have to give money to the fucking state to put a sticker on your license plate what does the sticker do nothing like, literally nothing. Just changes colors every year. It's like, oh, does he have the right color sticker on his car? Oh, let's go get him. Let's go shake him down for a couple hundred hundred bucks. And, okay, you run the license plate, and you see there's an outstanding warrant for a fucking gun, a weapons charge. Some sort of, you know, uh, one of these fucking gun laws that all the, the, you know, every fucking Democrat I can, you know, everybody rioting in those fucking streets right now, the vast majority of them, 
if not all of them, would be in favor of common sense gun control laws, right? You hear that fucking term all the time. How many of these fucking rioters and looters do you think want gun control passed? Well, why did this guy have a fucking outstanding warrant? Because he broke one of your common sense gun control laws. And that gives the fucking cops the opening that they need to fucking harass you. And obviously this guy didn't want to spend, you know, whatever the fucking charge was. Who, who knows? He didn't want to be thrown in a cage for a few years, maybe a decade, maybe two. Who, who knows what kind of fucking crazy shit they can throw at him. But what people don't seem to understand is, what, what these statists do not seem to understand is that every time you pass a law, this is how it gets enforced, ultimately. Ultimately. Like, unless you just fucking lay down and bend over, and even then sometimes it will fucking gun you down. Uh, the, the white guy whose name uh, eludes me at the moment, probably because it's 11 o'clock at night and my brain is fried, but he was on the ground begging for his life, wasn't armed at all. They still fucking executed him. Now, I didn't see anything in that in that cam footage that, in, in you know, just like almost all of these other fucking incidents, that this was racially motivated or anything like that. Listen, like, if you start fucking resisting arrest, these cops are fucking lunatics. If you And they're on fucking power trips. And the person that becomes a cop is, is a person that's prone to, like, fucking authoritarianism. That gets off on fucking barking out orders and, and bossing people around. Like, you cannot tell me that if a fucking white guy got pulled over for the exact same reason and he, and you start resisting their arrest and their, you know, their so-called lawful orders that they're barking at you or whatever, uh, you can't tell me that they wouldn't try to fucking tase you, at least tase you. And, and that's apparently what this lady was trying to do. She's just an idiot, which is just that. I mean, that's just a whole other fucking thing. Like. Uh, clearly they're not trained trained well with these firearms like you should be able to tell the difference you know a ask somebody in the military like they can they could pick up a fucking various weapons in the dark like different guns in the dark and be able to tell you exactly what fucking gun it was not be able to see it but just by the feel of it like you should be that familiar with your fucking equipment if you're gonna be walking around like this and doing this kind of shit to people but the but the idea that they they just did this because this guy's black it, it to me is ridiculous like none of the fucking like instances back this up this is a problem with cops and this is a problem with the state monopoly on the use of force we none of these cops are doing anything that people want them to actually do none of them anybody happy with with the cops these days any any day I mean, yeah, you get the those fucking idiot, you know, right wingers back the blue thing, but it's like, okay, dude, but you got like, listen, these are the guys that are going to be coming to take your guns away when Joe Biden passes more common sense gun gun control laws. Like, who do you think is going to enforce it? It's the cops. So spare me this back the blue shit. Anybody driving down the fucking road and you see a cop pull up in your fucking rearview mirror, are you a overcome with a sense of fucking calmness and relief be like oh thank god there's a cop behind me or do you immediately start fucking panicking how fast was i going what are, are my tags expired do i have a tail light out you know is there an illegal plant in the car that he can fucking get me for obviously it's the latter everybody has that fucking reaction because these guys are fucking thugs they are thugs prowling around the streets looking to abuse us. That is what their fucking goal is. Protect and serve. Bullshit. Bullshit. It's just like anything the government says. It's the exact opposite. And I have a piece of legislation here that came across my eye. The, uh, the No Hate Act. Feel free to um, interpret that as the Hate Act in one way, shape, or form. But to protect and serve is bullshit. They do neither. And they're required to do neither. The Supreme Court has ruled on this. But the only thing they're incentivized to do is abuse us and shake us down for fucking money. And what boggles my mind is that, you know, anytime somebody like me, an anarchist, uh, would, would say, yeah, oh, you know, we should privatize everything. The immediate, you know, the first thing people go to. Well, what about police and fire? And well, roads, obviously, too. But who's going to police things? What about the court system? 
and, and this is the system you're defending. And it's like the their their biggest fears. It's like oh God, I got I got to quote Michael Malice t- in two in back to back episodes, aren't I? But it's like the criticism, uh, and I'm gonna butcher it because I know how much he likes it when you do that. Yeah, the the criticism of anarchism inevitably ends up being a description of the status quo. Like, how much worse could policing get? And and you cannot convince me. There, there's just no way you could convince me that a privatized police force uh, of some in some way, shape, or form would be doing this to people. Would would be you know hell bent on fucking arresting somebody because they didn't have the right color sticker on their fucking car. No. But see, you you can't look at these things in a vacuum. This this is the common sense. Like, okay, the sticker, the uh, the the monopolized use of force, the common sense gun control. That like like I said on the last episode, the the Michael Malice quote: "There is no law so trivial that they will not kill you to enforce." And if you resist, ultimately you are going to you know end up with that gun pointed at you. Maybe they pull the trigger. Maybe they don't. Uh, maybe they don't mean to, maybe they do, but if, if you resist, if you resist the fucking state, regardless of how dumb the fucking charge is, oh, you had the wrong color sticker on your car. We're going to arrest you now. Well, I don't want to be arrested. It's like, oh, well, you're you're getting arrested one way or the other. And, and if you keep resisting, if you keep, you know, fighting back against them, try to flee. This is the kind of shit that they're going to do to you. And that, and that is not in any way, shape, or form a justification. Like, I hate it when you, you see these, like, really low IQ fucking bootlickers come out and be like, well, you should just, just follow their orders. Follow their orders, comply, don't resist, don't flee, and nothing bad will happen to you. And first of all, that's not even fucking true. And I, I, I still can't remember that guy's name, but he was following their orders, and they fucking executed him on the spot. Intentionally. This was, this, to me, clearly looked like an accident from an idiot. But it's not true, but we shouldn't have to live like that. We shouldn't be living in a fucking police state where we have this gang roaming around, barking out orders at us whenever they feel like it. But the sad fact of the matter is like that we have, we have allowed this sort of state control of the police force to get to the point, this militarized police force and all of these laws that we have to abide by. We've allowed it to get to the point where it's like, yeah, the, unfortunately, that is decent advice. It shouldn't be that way. But it's like, dude, you have to realize that they will fucking kill you over nothing, over nothing. And it may be an accident or it might not be. It might just be a cop's having a bad day and he's going to take it out on you. And so you have to sit there like a fucking like a prisoner, like a fucking slave. Yes, master. But show me your hands. Yes, sir. You know, Get out of the car. Yes, sir. I, I don't know, man. This is like, there, there's just so much wrong with policing. And there's there, there's no, here's the thing. There is no um, reform that you can do in inside this state apparatus. You cannot have a monopoly on policing, a monopoly on the use of force, and expect any sort of reform to rectify these fucking issues. It's just, it's way too big of a fucking problem and like an old boys club it's like you know the the cops are part of the state the court system is part of the state the the, you know, the prosecutors are part of the state it, it's just like no wonder all of these fucking cops get off we've got the fox guarding the hen house you really if you guys really want to fix limit these fucking problems from happening and you're and you're sick of being abused by police officers you have to get rid of the the state's monopoly on it. It's the only fucking solution. And then of course you have to you have to get rid of all these laws. You have to get rid of all these laws. The war on drugs, namely, is one of the most fucking devastating thing that's ever happened, uh, especially to minorities in this country. All these other fucking bullshit laws. And stop looking to politicians to pass more laws. And stop like me- using that as a measuring stick. You know, you'd have these politicians up there during a debate or something, and they're like, oh, well, what, what's his major piece of legislation? What's his claim to fame? He hasn't done anything. Oh, good. I don't want a fucking politician to do anything. We don't need any more fucking laws. And every law ultimately gets enforced at the barrel of a gun. 
So anytime you're you're advocating, you find yourself advocating for a law, there should be a law against that. There should be a law against this. We need common sense this, common sense that. You have to ask yourself this one question. What are you prepared to do to enforce that law? Are you prepared to kill somebody? Are you prepared to have somebody killed because they don't have the right color sticker on their car? Are you prepared to have somebody thrown in a fucking cage for 20 years because they have the wrong kind of gun or they had a plant that, that you don't like? None of these fucking laws should exist. And they're damn sure as hell should not be a monopoly uh, on a, armed forces of the government to enforce the thousands of pages of legislation that they come up with every year. I don't know, man. And I'm, I'm just so, I'm so sick. I'm so sick of all of this shit. Police shaking down and abusing citizens. And then I'm just so sick of these opportunistic pussies that go around looting businesses and destroying cities. And then, of course, in that instance, the cops are nowhere to be seen. They're just going to give them some space to sort of let it let it fizzle out, right? Let it just um, resolve itself of its own volition. Eventually, they'll get tired of stealing sneakers and, and TVs. Or they'll just run out of sneakers and TVs to steal. This is fucking bullshit, man. You, you, you do not just get to destroy other people's stuff because something bad happened to somebody else. Like, none of these people were involved in this at all. They just happen to be living in the city, in the same city, in the vicinity where somebody killed somebody else. This has to stop. Like I, I don't know where you guys think this is going, but eventually, like people are gonna meet their their wits end with this. But people that I know living in these cities went out to the fucking suburbs as soon as this shit started. So they're 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 gonna they're all gonna flee, and and these are just gonna be like barren wasteland dumpster fires like fucking Detroit, or or people are gonna take up arms and start defending themselves violently. But I I think more, more most likely those who can leave will, and the ones who can leave are the ones are the fucking earners, the ones making money, the ones paying all of these exu- uh, you know exorbitant taxes to fund these bloated police forces and your roads and your schools, all of which are a fucking complete disaster. Just an utter complete disaster. Everything they do, everything they do is a goddamn disaster. Why don't we try something else for once? Why don't we think outside the box a little bit instead of just throwing more money at all these problems? I mean, that's they're incentivized to fuck up. Oh, well, we need more funding. If we had more funding, we'd be able to train these officers better. Train them to tell the difference between a firearm and a fucking taser. If we had more funding, we could pay them more and we'll attract better officers. Bullshit. Bullshit. The nature of the job that they've created, that they have fostered, attracts a certain type of person. And the name for that person is asshole. It attracts assholes. Uh, I, I, I don't know how to put it. Yeah, any other way to put it. Now, not every cop is an asshole, but it, I'm, I'm sure at least the 80-20 rule applies, except it's, yeah, you know, eighty at least 80% of them are assholes, maybe 20% aren't. I don't know. But it, it's certainly, as uh, as the great comic Dave Smith put it on that one um, on that one news show that he was on, I don't know if it was Kennedy or what, but it, it's a few um, good apples, not a few bad apples. Anyway, that was a lot longer than I planned on talking about that. That was just sort of fresh in my mind because I've been, um, a friend of mine is actually in Minnesota right now and I was talking to them. So anyway, let's see what else we got here. The, um, the other stuff I wanted to talk about is more uh, COVID related, I suppose. The um, uh, I, I came across this article on Twitter. I think this was like really late last night or early in the morning. Like I fell asleep kind of early and then I woke up at like, I don't know, uh, one o'clock or 2 a.m. or something like that. And I was, I was having trouble getting back to sleep. So I was scrolling through things and I saw this article from the New York Post. The Pentagon develops microchip that detects COVID under your skin. And the, the whole angle of this article, I just found fucking kind of hilarious and just ridiculous because <laughs> they're basically trying to be like, oh, don't worry, conspiracy theorists. It's not what you think it is even though it's pretty much exactly what you think it is. Medical researchers at the Pentagon, the fucking Pentagon, have created a microchip that will detect COVID-19 when inserted under your skin, allegedly. Relax, conspiracy theorists. They're not being disseminated via vaccines. (laughs) And this is what I tweeted. I tweeted, I was like, oh, yeah, just relax, conspiracy theorists. You, You got this totally wrong. They're not administering it via a vaccine. 
It's just the chip that they're going to insert under your skin. It's basically a distinction without a difference. Just because they're not hiding it, disguising it under a vaccine, and they're being open and honest about what it actually is, that's just because they've, they've, they've lost all, like, they just don't give a shit anymore. They don't even care to, to try to cover up what they're actually doing. They're just, like, coming right out and saying it. Like that one chick that was on, uh, uh, was it Cuomo show? Talking about how that you know they have the carrot, which is the vaccine, and how else are they going to you know f- force people to take it? We have we have to stop giving everybody their freedoms back before they get vaccinated, right? They they're just out there blatantly saying this stuff. Like the the mask is gone. They're not even pretending to care anymore. The revolutionary technology was developed by the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, DARPA, for those of you who aren't familiar with the um, the acronym which operates under the Pentagon umbrella, according to Sunday night's broadcast of 60 Minutes. The top-secret unit was launched during the Cold War to study emerging technologies for military use, among them innovations to defend soldiers from biological weapons. Dr. Matt Hepburn, an infectious disease physician and retired Army colonel, revealed that the microchip, which is not in widespread use outside the Defense Department, could detect COVID-19 in an individual well before a patient zero spawns an outbreak. We challenge the research community to come up with solutions that may sound like science fiction, said Hepburn, whose role at DARPA, he added, is to take pandemics off the table. Yeah, they're doing a great job of that. Hepburn compared their diagnostic microchip to a car's check engine alert. Despite conspiracy theories that claim Microsoft's Bill Gates is using vaccines as a vehicle to insert a microscopic global positioning system into our bodies, 60 Minutes clarified that DARPA's chips would not track your every move, nor is it being administered via shots as some would have, uh, as some would-be Twitter sleuths would have pondered. It's like, oh, okay, well, then it's fine. Then it's absolutely fine that they're just going to insert a chip under your skin that allegedly just tests your blood for COVID-19 every every hour or whatever. L- listen, the, this is so fucking stupid. The whole conspiracy theory, you know, doesn't depend on them using it, uh, using the vaccine as the, the vehicle to administer it. The conspiracy theory is that they're going to use COVID-19 to start injecting us with all kinds of shit, these microchips included. And just because this one doesn't do uh, allegedly what they, you know, doesn't track you or something, doesn't mean that they won't in the future. And do you really fucking believe, you believe the fucking Pentagon isn't going to do all kinds of shit with this chip the second that they can? How could you believe that? How could you believe that there's just, um, that every time the, the government comes up with something, every time they propose something, that that's just it. Like there's a hard line in the sand, that's as far as they're going to go with it. Can anybody name one instance where the government came up with a program or a, a rule or a regulation or something that that was just it? That was the end of the story. It wasn't the tip of the iceberg. It wasn't the camel's nose under the tent. It wasn't just a way for them to get their foot in the door so that they could crack that thing wide open and throw like fucking 10,000 people into the room. Can anybody think of one instance where we gave government power and they said, well, thank you for this power. I'm not going to expand on it at all. I'm going to respect that this is, this is it. This is all we're going to do. This far and no further. Has that ever fucking happened? The answer should be obvious. Because uh, America is the perfect example. We started with the smallest government in the world. And look at us today. We have a fucking empire. We have the largest government the world has ever seen. Many times over. So obviously, this is not just going to be it. This is the tip of the iceberg. Just like everything COVID was the tip of the iceberg. It's like, oh, two weeks to flatten the curve. And then, then what'd that turn into? Oh, just lock down. <laughs> lock down until, uh, until there's no more, until there's no more, uh, you know, death. We get the death count down. Then, then cases. And then, okay, get the vaccine. <laughs> it's like, okay, get the vaccine. Oh, now get this microchip. That tests you every couple, tests your blood every couple hours so that we we can, uh, you know, stop you from interacting with people even before you have symptoms. Now what's going to be next? What's going to be next? Because if you have any clue as to how government operates, how the Pentagon operates, this is not just um, the final step here. 
Uh, back to the article. It's a sensor, Hepburn told CBS correspondent Bill Whitaker. That tiny green thing in there, you put it underneath your skin, and what that tells you is that the there are chemical reactions going on inside the body, and that signal means you are going to have symptoms tomorrow. The microchip embedded in a tissue-like gel is designed to continuously test the chip. That's a weird way of saying it. Uh, continuously test the chip recipient's blood for presence of the virus. Once COVID-19 is detected, the chip alerts the patient to conduct a rapid blood test, which can be self-administered to confirm the positive result. We can have that information in three to five minutes, Hepburn said, as you truncate that time, as you diagnose and treat. What you do is you stop the infection in its tracks. The segment also revealed technology that would allow a standard dialysis machine to remove COVID-19 from the blood using a customized filter. Blood is passed through the machine where it is detoxed, then pumped back into the body in a continuous stream until the body is rid of the virus. A military spouse dubbed Patient 16, oh, that's not fucking creepy at all, survived a severe bout of the illness, including organ failure and septic shock, thanks to the novel dialysis machine. Treatment lasted four days, after which patient, patient 16 made a full recovery. DARPA scientists say their research is critically important to preventing outbreaks in crowded military quarters, such as those that occurred on the USS Theodore Roosevelt in March and April 2020, which saw 1,271 crewmates test positive for the coronavirus. Oh boy, tested positive. How many died? Probably zero. Uh, Pentagon researchers continued to study COVID-19, and much of their research has been critical in stopping the pandemic. <laughs> stopping the pandemic? When, when did the pandemic stop? Did I miss something? Because uh, as far as I can tell, the whole fucking world is still locked down, including new methods of detecting and developing antibodies in about 10 weeks, a fraction of the 6 to 24 months previously required. They eventually hope to close the gap between new disease detection and vaccine development. Eventually, said DARPA scientist Dr. James Crow, we would start from a blood sample from a survivor and be giving you an injection of the cure within 60 days. For us at DARPA, if the experts are laughing at you and saying it's impossible, you're in the right space, said Hepburn. <laughs> but don't worry, conspiracy theorists. It's not being administered via vaccine, so there's nothing to worry about. Oh my god, this is just such a fucking ridiculous take on this whole thing. <laughs> Could you imagine just like, go back two years ago, and, and you're just like sitting at a bar talking to some guy, and he's like, hey man, the Pentagon is developing this fucking microchip that they're going to insert under your skin and it's going to test you for this new disease every hour. And it's going to alert you that you're, you're, it, it found it in your blood. And pretty soon the Pentagon's going to administer this fucking chip to every man, woman, and child on the face of the earth. But don't worry, they're not going to do it through a vaccine or anything. So this, this is all just cool. We don't have any problem with this. You wouldn't have thought that guy was fucking a lunatic. Was fucking crazy. Oh, no way that's going to happen in the next fucking... Uh, what, 24 months. Uh, but here we are. Here we are. The conspiracy theorists have been far more accurate than any of the so-called scientists from, from every fucking thing that I can see. And that should scare the ever-loving shit out of each and every one of us. Let's take a quick second and pay a couple bills here. Actually, just one bill. We'll just do one for today. And thank our sponsor for this show, our other sponsor. And that, of course, is Lorenzotti Coffee. They are our first love, our oldest sponsor, and you never forget your first love, right? And if you aren't a lover of coffee already, these guys will make you a lover of coffee by bringing you premium Italian coffee and coffee brewing supplies right to your door. These are two liberty-minded entrepreneurs that came together over their love of coffee and their inability to find a decent cup of it on this side of the pond. So they set out to bring that taste of Italy, that small coffee shop feel that you get when you're in the, you know, the Tuscan hills or something like that in Italy, maybe a, a side street in Florence, and bring that coffee house experience to the United States. Now, obviously, with uh, COVID-19, that coffee house experience is non-existent. So you're going to have to brew it yourself, which is why you need to go to Lorenzotti.coffee. Use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. They'll give you 10% off your order, and they will deliver the coffee right to your door so you can get your mornings started out right with the taste of freedom. That is Lorenzotti, L-O-R, E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee, 
promo code fiction, you'll get 10% off and you'll get some delicious premium Italian coffee. It comes in great packaging. It, it would make a great gift, part of a gift basket or something like that. In fact, you could go to all of our sponsors, buy up everything they have, put it in a basket and send it to somebody you love. It, it all looks good and tastes even better. So go to lorenzotti.coffee, promo code fiction for 10% off. Support our sponsors, support the, the, the people who make this show possible. And support a fellow uh, libertarian and a fan of this show. It's a win-win-win situation that can only come about in the free market. So go ahead and do that right now. I guarantee you if I had a cup of Lorenzotti with me here right now, this episode would probably be ten times more entertaining. But alas, I do not. So let's let's move on before I fall asleep here. What else we got? Um, bum, 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 bum. Ah, yes, speaking of the... Um, I think this is the last thing I want to cover. All right. Oh, no, there's another one. <laughs> I don't know if I have time for that. But speaking of the uh, COVID vaccine and the Pentagon uh, COVID-19 detector chip, whatever the fuck they're calling it, microchip, there, there's been a couple problems, believe it or not, with these vaccines. Some of them seem to be causing deadly blood clots. Yeah. Deadly blood clots. I saw that Canada reported their first case, um, and I don't think it was the, it wasn't the Johnson and Johnson one. It was a different one. I can't remember which one. But the U.S. is calling for a pause on the Johnson and Johnson COVID vaccine due to deadly blood clots. So I don't know. What would you guys um, rather have happen to you? Let's say worst case scenario, you get the vaccine, you get a blood clot, and you die. Or maybe you just, um, you know, maybe you just lose oxygen to your brain for for a few minutes and become a vegetable, the the type of vegetable that the government would have you living like right now to avoid catching COVID. Or you get COVID, and if you're under the age of seventy with without underlying conditions, worst case scenario, you get sick for a few days, maybe a week, maybe two weeks, two weeks of your life, you feel like you had the flu, get a fever. Maybe you lose your, your your sense of taste, your sense of smell for a couple days. I suppose worst case scenario, it would never come back. I've heard of very few cases of that, but that's really the only thing that scares me about that would be losing my sense of taste. But I mean, seriously, what are we doing here? You, you're, you're taking experimental vaccines. Of course, they're going to cause fucking deadly blood clots. It's probably the tip of the iceberg. Anyways, updated at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern. The health officials, this is, uh, is uh, Zero Hedge here. Officials said they would update doctors with new vaccine fact sheets. Oh, I can't wait for those to come out. Designating uh, designated certain medications that could be associated with higher risk of blood clots. After they said they were only seeing symptoms in patients who received the J&J vaccine, the first question from the press was, what about AstraZeneca? In Europe, governments have been imposing age limits on who can receive the AstraZeneca jab for similar reasons. Officials responded, I think that's the one too, um, that's the one that, that uh, caused the, some blood clots in Canada. In, in, Can in Canada, the patient didn't die though. Officials responded by brushing the, the AZ question aside before saying they hoped the halt would last for only a few days. What, what, what is that going to do? Oh, we're just going to fix this in a few days? Pressed about what caused the clots, doctors said that an extremely rare immune response triggers the blood clots by sending signals into patients' blood clot. While they said they had, uh, hadn't seen complications with other vaccines, Dr. Marks said the U.S. believes the problem in the J&J &J and AZ vaccines is related to the adenovirus platform. I don't know what that is, though he didn't offer much in the way of details. At one point, Dr. Marks said the real thing that is notable here is not just the cerebral blood clots. It's their occurrence together that makes a pattern. And that pattern is very, very similar to what was seen with another vaccine. A reporter from CNN mentioned that they were being told that this was something being looked into earlier. The FDA left open the possibility that new cases of blood clots could be brought into its attention. The FDA actively searched for vaccines. New guidance to be issued will help educate doctors and other healthcare professionals about the risk factors that, oh, there, there are risks. Huh. There are risks to taking the vaccine. Imagine that. Do any of these risks outweigh the risks of, say, catching COVID-19? Because it certainly doesn't seem like anybody was talking about any of these risks leading up to it. 
No, no. The only thing I ever hear in response to the vaccine is like, oh, well, think of all the things you'll be able to do once you get the vaccine. You'll be able to travel again. You'll be able to see your family members. You'll be able to live your normal life. Of course, you'll still have to wear a mask and social distance and can't see too many people at once. But we might let you go to concerts if everybody gets vaccinated or let you get on a plane. There's never any talk about the, the risks of doing that. No, no, it was all upside, wasn't it? It's all upside. Just take this vaccine. Don't ask any questions. Don't think about it. Look at all these other... Everybody else is doing it. You want to you rejoin society, don't you? You want to go back to work? You want to be able to live your life? Just get this. No problems. Yeah. I, I wonder, you know, like, how, how, how normal of a life you could live after you have a fucking cerebral blood clot. It really is unbelievable. I, I, I just... The, the fact that more people are not concerned about taking this, even if, like, you're really concerned about COVID, I mean... I don't know. Like, like I think I mentioned, like my entire immediate family got this, and it sounds like the rest of my family, like extended family, is going to get it too. Clearly, they don't listen to my show, but I will not be getting this. Believe it or not, uh, there, there's just no goddamn way I'm taking this vaccine. I've never gotten the flu vaccine either. I don't need it. I don't need it. I'm young. I'm healthy. And it's like, I, you know, I don't know enough about these vaccines to really have a, a strong opinion either way. I do know that they've just been messing with this for less than a year. So I'm not going to be a guinea pig, first of all. Second of all, I, I can just look around at, at what COVID is and what it's been doing and realize that, yeah, no, I'm willing to accept those risks. Uh, th these are now known uh, entities. These are known quantities. Uh, I, I have a pretty good idea of what would happen to me if, I have co if I've gotten COVID-19. If I get COVID-19. I think I might have already had it. I don't know. How could I not have already had it? I've been living my life like a normal human being for over like for about a year now, going to parties, going everywhere I want, doing whatever the fuck I want when I want to do it. So I, I, I probably had it. I don't know. Who cares? But I'm willing to accept those risks. I don't know what the fuck the risks of these uh, vaccines are, and I don't intend to find out. But what I what I am really concerned about is is this just being shoved down everybody's fucking throat. And one, believe me. If you think if you think they're just going to stop at vaccines, like it's it's you, you're sacrificing the principle. You either own your body and you get to make these decisions for yourself, or the state owns you and they get to decide what you take and when you take it. And if they can inject you with this fucking vaccine, you goddamn sure they they can inject you with that tracking pill or tracking device, whatever the fuck that thing, microchip. Jesus Christ, dude! All right, I, I, I gotta wrap up pretty soon here because. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed the decline in my uh, mental capabilities. I'm starting to sound like Joe Biden. But you, you got to be, this is what they're going to use to justify everything else that they're going to do in the future. So unless you want to be have, have microchips implanted under your skin, not just for COVID-19, but for all sorts of shit. Once you sacrifice the principle, you don't have a leg to stand on. We have to resist this. This is it. As I talked about in that previous episode, like this is the fucking line that we cannot let them cross because they're just going to keep coming up with more of these things and, and they will be used to track you. They will be used for all sorts of things. They're not just going to, you know, keep this one thing that just tests your blood for uh, COVID-19 over and over and over again. There will be future developments. So I had anyway, I had one more article here. This is the. uh the, the whole Project Veritas thing that busted the, the uh, CNN director admitting that they, they basically tailored their coverage to get Trump out of office and that he, he believes that if it wasn't for CNN, Donald Trump wouldn't have been voted out. I mean, does anybody not believe that at this point, that, this, like, that that's CNN's entire agenda for the last five years was to just try to get Trump out of office? that they weren't using propaganda every day of the week and twice on Sunday, that they weren't framing everything as Trump is like the, the most evil uh, human being on the face of the earth and Joe Biden is wonderful. I mean, that's basically what they did or what he admitted to. So I don't even know if this is uh, worth talking about at this point. We all kind of know this. It's just that we're getting, we're starting to get the proof trickle out. I mean, we had that one article 
where they were talking about how they stole the election. They just admitted that they fucking stole this election, that there was this huge cabal of people working behind the scenes to, uh, you know, ensure election integrity. And now here you go. Here's the CNN director talking about how they they intentionally framed it in a way that made Trump look bad and Biden look good every 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 chance they got. So big shocker there. I don't know. I, I'm going to wrap for, for there for today, guys. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you guys, and I have a new favor to ask of you guys, because we do have a YouTube channel that Justin has been fucking busting his ass on, putting out, you know, shareable clips from every episode, multiple ones. I I would like you guys to do two things. Go to the YouTube channel and subscribe, and then sift through the, the clips that are there. Find your favorite clip and share it with somebody. That's it. That's all I want you to do. You got uh, all week to do it. Please do that for me. Justin's put a lot of work into this, and it's a thankless job. But I, w- I want to start getting some of those clips circulating. Uh, they're you know they're usually five minutes or less, and um, I-, I think they're very shareable. I think they they should be shared with people, and it could be a, a way for you guys to share the show and, and sort of generate some buzz for this because we got to get our numbers up, man. We got to get these numbers up this year. I am not happy with what I'm seeing. So I'm going to lean on you guys a little bit for some help. And then don't forget that Friday is our bi-weekly happy hour. So that is this Friday. We are going to start at, let's do 7.15. 7.15 Central Standard Time. And for those, those are for all the supporting listeners of the show. And if you would like to become one of those, you can go to peddlingfictionpodcast.com. Click on the support show link and set up a recurring monthly donation for any denomination you want. You keep those dollars flowing in to help fund this show, and I will keep the drinks flowing here on my end. And every other Friday, you can sit down with me, have a couple drinks, shoot the breeze, watch the sunset. I really enjoy these things. I think everybody has a pretty good time, but we got room for a lot more people, so go do that right now. If you do that for me, I will be back on... Friday. Yeah, I'll I'll try to get an episode out on Friday before we do the happy hour thing. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace. Peace.